You are listening to the Embassy Church Podcast, and here is today's message. I pray that what God gave me, what He spoke to my heart, it took me in a different direction than I was really planning on going, and, uh, but I trust it's the right direction. So um, I wrote a few pages. I like to write things out. Um, I don't use the word processor, don't use the computer. Um, the scriptures, everything I like to write out, just, I don't know, it's a little, tac- little more tactile when you're writing, for me at least, when you're writing the scriptures, and it's just, it gives me time to think and to contemplate what I'm writing, and uh, it also, you know, allows God to speak to me as well. So this is all handwritten, and the good news is, is I can read my writing, so <laughs> we're not going to get lost, or I'm not going to look at my notes and say, what did I write here? So, I want to thank you all for joining us this Sunday morning. Um, It's kind of different doing it, although I can't see anybody out here anyways with all the lights. But uh, it's a little different doing it to the cameras, preaching to the cameras. But uh, praise God, He anoints us to do uh, what we're called to do. So, Um, I trust you've all had a good week. I really like the opening comments from Courtney, and uh, I'm going to kind of touch on them through the course of my message. Um, So I'm going to talk to you this morning about Christmas. You know, we're in that time. We're actually 12 days before Christmas as of today. And uh, so Christmas is not very far away, and it's on everybody's hearts and minds. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of different things that we think about when we think of Christmas and uh, everybody has their own perspective for some it's all about family for some it's all about decorations for some it's about gifts for some it's about just the season itself enjoying just the Christmassy the festive attitude and spirit that that comes with Christmas but you know Christmas is uh, Christmas was not um, man's idea and although we celebrate it and we enjoy it, and, uh, you know, there's many ways to, uh, to get into Christmas, um, Christmas really was made by God. You know, Christmas was God's idea, not man's idea. And uh, so I wrote this in my notes as a thought. We celebrate Christmas, but God made Christmas. You know, we celebrate it, and uh, we celebrate it through a lot of different means. We bring out the lights, the decorations, the tree, um, you know, family traditions, maybe food, maybe, maybe you like fruitcake. <laughs> no, I never did enjoy that particular Christmas tradition or food. But uh, shortbread I do. I really do like shortbread. So there's a lot of different things that come with Christmas, and, uh, you know, they're all great, they're all you know, we, we enjoy them all. But at the heart of Christmas really is, is something that I want to examine here a little bit. So, again, we celebrate Christmas, but God made. He is the originator of Christmas. So I want to put this to you. First point, I've got a few different points here. But um, my first point is that Christmas really is a love story. You know, we don't, we don't always think about it like that, but Christmas really, really is about love. And uh, the gifts that we get, the gifts that we give, the decorating that we do, different things that are associated with Christmas, whatever your family traditions are, or 
cultural traditions. Um, you know, Christmas really started from a heart of love. And uh, it started in God's heart. And uh, it was his love for us that caused Christmas to come into being. And John 3, verse 16, this maybe isn't a traditional Christmas verse, but this is what struck me. And uh, so I'm reading it out of the Passion Translation. And it says, For this is how much God loved the world. Uh, he gave his one and only unique son as a gift. So Jesus, out of a heart of love, was given to us as God's highest gift that he could ever give us. And that's where gift giving really started, is from, from God. And he gave us the gift. And that gift is all wrapped up in his son, Jesus Christ. And who is Jesus? Well, we'll get to some of that a little later on. Um, the rest of the verse, it says, and this is why he gave us Jesus. So now everyone who believes in him will never perish, but will experience everlasting life. The message puts it this way, and this is why God gave us Jesus, so that no one need be destroyed. By believing in him, anyone can have a whole and lasting life. And isn't that what, part of what we enjoy about Christmas anyways, is it brings it brings a, a kind of a fulfillment to life. There's joy, there's, there's happiness, there's, there's so much uh, festive spirit associated with Christmas. But you know, God didn't just plan that for Christmas, he planned that for our entire life. And uh, through Jesus, we are able to actually tap into that. So Christmas should keep us remembering that the gift that God gave us through his son, Jesus Christ, really is the gift that keeps on giving. You know, no matter what our situation, no matter what personal situation or circumstances we're going through, Jesus really is the answer. And during this season, um, and not just this season, but this season really is, Jesus is the reason for this season. And I know we've heard that in, in, in different ways, but there's a lot of significance to that if you really kind of contemplate what it all means. Um, do you know, heaven has a perspective on Christmas. Um, in fact, on Christmas Day, the first Christmas Day, now we celebrate Christmas December 25th, and uh, that's not necessarily when Jesus was born. Um, Bible scholars, uh, you know, they've got various dates that they put forward with regards to where they think Jesus was born, and they use the Gospels and clues given in the Gospels to kind of narrow it down. Um, but everybody's pretty much agreed that December 25th is not the actual day of Jesus' birth. However, you know what? That's really inconsequential because what we're doing is we're celebrating the gift. We're celebrating what God did for us. The fact that He loved us so much that He gave us something that... Uh, uh, nothing else can touch, nothing else can compare to. And so heaven has a perspective on Christmas. Heaven has a perspective on this whole event. And we read about it in Luke chapter 2, verse 14. And this is the first Christmas Jesus had been born to Mary and Joseph. Um, but the shepherds, we've heard the story of the shepherds who were out in the fields, they were watching their flocks of sheep by night. 
But you know what? The heavenly host appeared unto them. First one, and then multitudes were in the heavens. And this is what they said, Glory to God in the highest realms of heaven. For there is peace and a good hope given to the sons and daughters of men this day. Another translation says it this way, To the highest heights of the universe, glory to God. So the angels celebrated that first Christmas because they knew the significance of what it meant and they knew what it cost for it to take place. And they didn't have in their minds how bright your Christmas lights were or how sparkling or beautiful your tree might be or how many Christmas lights you put on your house. Um, I put some on my house for the first time in a long time. <laughs> that, was, uh, that was a labor of love. But you know, my wife does such an awesome job at preparing the house. She puts up the tree, um, she puts up the Christmas decorations, and it just, it's, it's lovely, and it just creates such a beautiful atmosphere in the house. And, uh, but you know, it's, it's more than that. It's more than the decorations. It's more than the tree. It's more than the lights. Uh, Christmas is still Christmas without any one of those things. Um, so Christmas, you can actually experience Christmas. You can have a great and a glorious Christmas without any of that. Because if you've got Jesus, then Jesus is the essence of Christmas. What do the prophets think about Christmas? You know, the prophets talked about Christmas. They didn't say Christmas, but they talked about the one that Christmas is about. And I'm going to read out of Isaiah 9, and, uh, Isaiah 9 verses 6 and 7. And this is out of the voice. You know, these are powerful, powerful scriptures. And uh, there's so much in here. I'm going to read them. I won't talk too much about them. Um, but you know, you just got to read this a few times. These are tr scriptures that we traditionally read at Christmas. Um, we associate them with Christmas. But you know, it's, it's got an awesome, awesome depth of message to it that... Uh, you know, demands our attention and demands that we, we meditate on this. So verse 6, hope of all hopes, dream of our dreams. A child is born, sweet breathed. A son is given to us, a living gift. And even now, with tiny features and dewy hair, he is great. Can you imagine? A child, a baby, we've all seen infants. Do we look at them and do we always think of them in the context of the greatness of what God has planned for them? Because they are a gift from God. Children are a gift, period. But Jesus was born with greatness. And it didn't matter if he was a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes in a manger. He was great. He is great. So I'll continue on with the verse. The power of leadership and the weight of authority will rest on his shoulders. His name, his name we will know in many ways. He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Dear Father, Everlasting, Ever-Present, and Never-Failing, Master of Wholeness, Prince of Peace, his leadership will bring such prosperity as you have never seen before. Sustainable peace for all time. 
This child, God's promise to David, a throne forever among us to restore sound leadership that cannot be perverted or shaken. He will ensure justice without fail and absolute equity always. The intense passion, devotion of the eternal commander of the heavenly armies will carry this to completion. And I love how that concludes in verse 7. In another translation, it says it this way, the marvelous passion that the Lord Yahweh, commander of angel armies, has for his people will ensure that it is finished. God, we talk of his love, but it is a passionate love. It is a love that cannot be defeated. It cannot be denied. You can ignore it, but you can never defeat it. God's love will overcome all, and it is a passion that drives God, that causes God to ensure that it's finished. Um, the fourth point, Christmas. <clears throat> what does Christmas mean to us? Well, again, Christmas, it celebrates the gift of new life. Because if we understand who Jesus is and what he has done for us, then Christmas really is a celebration of new life, new beginnings. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is united with the anointed one, Jesus, that person is a new creation. The old life is gone. And see, a new life has begun. All of this is a gift from our Creator God. And it all started, do you know when Adam and Eve fell, they sinned in the garden? Do you know right at that point, God had planned for our redemption. And so this is a plan, this is a gift that was thousands of years in the making. So this, what does this gift mean to us? You know, I've gotten lots of gifts, as I'm sure you have. Um, I used to love Christmas as a child. Uh, I've got lots of good memories. Um, you know, Christmas brought a time of excitement to me and my brothers and my sister. Um, you know, I remember mom and dad, they would take us into Winnipeg and we would go to Polo Park. And uh, so that was the biggest mall in Winnipeg at the time. And uh, there's two big malls at either end of the store with all kinds of little malls and, or little stores in between. But they had Simpson Sears at one end and they had Eaton's at the other. You know, mom and dad would take off and they would do their Christmas shopping and they would leave us to kind of just explore the toys at Simpson Sears or at Eaton's. And it was just awesome. I mean, it was just amazing. And it did nothing but build our excitement and our expectation for Christmas Day. And, you know, we get to Christmas Day, and I remember one time that, uh, you know, my brother and I, I don't think everybody got up, but my brother and I, just as mom and dad were coming up from laying out all the gifts, I mean, it was, it was early in the morning, I think it was three or four in the morning by the time they had finished everything. And we were just heading downstairs to get the gifts. And mom and dad were just coming up the stairs to go to get some sleep before Christmas Day actually... Um, 
took place in force. So they sent us back to bed, and that was, that was a tough thing to, to lay in bed with that expectation. But you know, that gift, those gifts that I've got, I don't have any of them here with me today. I don't have any of them in my house today. I can remember toy guns and things like that, electric uh, race sets and, you know, all of those things. But you know, none of them lasted and none of them are present with me today. However, the gift that we have through God, our Lord Jesus Christ, He is with us. He is with me. He is with you every step of the way. He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. He is always new each and every day. His mercies are always fresh and vibrant to us. He never grows old. He never is out of date. He never loses his appeal. So this gift, this gift gives us new life. And that's an amazing, amazing thing because that new life will never end. It will go on from the day you get born again to all eternity. Another thing that Christmas speaks of is it speaks of family. And it speaks of the Spirit of God. And uh, God took me over to Romans. And Romans isn't traditionally where you go to get Christmas verses and things like that. But Romans chapter 8. And I'm going to read verse 15 and 16. And I'm going to read it out of the Passion Translation. And you did not receive the spirit of religious duty, leading you back into the fear of never being good enough but you received the spirit of full acceptance, enfolding you into the family of God. We all have family. We are all family. I don't care what your past was like. I don't care where you were born. I don't care any of that. You know, God in his word, he promises us that he is no respecter of persons. He does not love one more than another. And here he says that he has adopted us. Through his son, Jesus Christ, by his spirit, he has brought us into his family. And he is our father. You will never feel orphaned. For as he rises up within us, our spirits join with him in saying the words of tender affection. Beloved father. For the Holy Spirit makes God's fatherhood real to us as he whispers into our innermost being, you are God's beloved child. And you know, that's what God is saying to each and every one of you today, is that you are God's beloved child. Christmas is all about you. Christmas is not about Canadian Tire. It's not about... You know, the box stores, it's not about um, the gifts that you give. It's not about the decorations that you've got. You know, Christmas is about the gift that God has given to us and the gift that he's granted us by causing us to become sons and daughters that are a part of his family. And so he says to us, not just today, but every day, you you are my beloved child. 
Christmas speaks of an inheritance. When we celebrate Christmas, again, it's so much more than just the day. Christmas speaks to a change in life, a change in position that we have had. Christmas speaks of an inheritance that we have gained through our elder brother, Jesus Christ. Romans 8 verse 17 says this, And since we are his true children, we qualify to share all his treasures, for indeed we are heirs of God himself. And since we are joined to Christ, we also inherit all that he is and all that he has. And when it says all that he has, this is a footnote. Nothing in the Bible could be more amazing than this. Grace has made former rebels into princes and princesses. Royal ones that share in the inheritance of Jesus Christ. Do you know, the Bible says that we were enemies to God, that he loved us before we loved him. And he loved us so much that he didn't just save us, but he gave us this rich, this amazing inheritance in his son, Jesus Christ. And that what he has, we are able to partake of it. Not because we're worthy, but because Jesus has made us worthy. So Christmas speaks of an inheritance that we have. Your natural, your earthly father may not be rich, but your heavenly father owns all the riches in the universe. And you are partakers of that, of his divine nature and uh, all that heaven has. So it's amazing to think that we've got such a rich, such an amazing inheritance. Christian, or Christmas, Christmas speaks of a destiny. When we celebrate Christmas, we have a destiny. It talks of our destiny. So Romans 8, verse 28. And this is out of the Passion Translation. So we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together to fit into God's perfect plan of bringing good into our lives. For we are his lovers who have been called to fulfill his design purpose for our lives. For he knew all about us before we were born. And he destined us from the beginning to share the likeness of his son. This means the son, Jesus, is the oldest among a vast family of brothers and sisters who will become just like him. Jesus is my elder brother. He is your elder brother. And God has determined, God has destined that we will become just like him. And that's a pretty amazing destiny. So the greatest gift, again, is Jesus. Christmas is also a story about the triumph of God's love. And when we celebrate Christmas, we're celebrating this triumph that God has in his love. Romans 8 verse 31 says this, so what does all of this mean? If God is determined to stand with us, tell me who then could ever stand against us? 
For God has proved his love by giving us his greatest treasure, his gift, Jesus Christ, his son. And since God freely offered him as a sacrifice for us all, he certainly wouldn't withhold from us anything else that he has to give. So the triumph of God's love is that he has caused us to become part of his family and that there is nothing that could ever stand against us or separate us from that love of God. And it all began with the birth of Jesus Christ. And that is the good news of Christmas. So, Christmas is the message of Jesus. And again, a footnote I took out of Romans chapter 8 for one of the verses. It says this, the message of Jesus is not just for the Jews alone, but for all people of all time. So it's not just a story that took place 2,000 years ago. It's an event that was anticipated since God created man. It is an event that God planned for from the fall of man in the garden. And it was an event that the, prophet, or the prophets of the Old Testament prophesied about. David did, Isaiah did, Jeremiah did. Most of the prophets prophesied about the coming Savior, Jesus Christ. And although it's in our past, 2,000 years ago approximately, it is no less relevant to us today. And so it is a message, the message of Jesus for all people of all time. So who is this Jesus, the gift? So Christmas for us who have embraced God's son Jesus is no longer a once-a-year event but an everyday occurrence and an encounter with God's gift to us, Jesus, who is no longer a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and laying in a manger, but rather he is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He is our Savior, our Deliverer, our Healer, our peace, our joy. Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father. And although he was born as a babe, he rules now not just over our hearts, if we'll allow him, but he rules over the entire universe, all of God's creation. Isaiah 61, verses 1 to 3, says this about Jesus. And this is why it's so exciting and awesome to celebrate Christmas, to celebrate Jesus. Because who is he? And this is who he is. This is who he is to us. The Spirit of the Lord, the eternal God, is upon me. Me is in Jesus. The Lord appointed me for a special purpose. He has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to repair broken hearts and to declare to those who were held captive and bond in prison, be free from your imprisonment. He has sent me to announce the year of Jubilee, the season of the eternal God's favor. For our enemies, it will be a day of God's wrath. For those who mourn, it will be a time of comfort. As for those who grieve over Zion, God has sent me to give them a beautiful crown in exchange for ashes, to anoint them with gladness instead of sorrow. 
to wrap them in victory and joy and praise instead of depression and sadness. That's amazing. Jesus has come to wrap you in victory, in joy and praise, not depression or sadness. And if you will allow him, he will do that to you in your situation in this season because that's why he came and that's who he is and that's what he does. People will call them magnificent, like great towering trees standing for what is right because they stand to the glory of the eternal God who has planted them. We stand because of what Jesus has done for us. And our standing should be a testimony to those who observe us that we can live a life full of joy, wrapped in this victory and praise that Jesus came to wrap us in. And that's an amazing testimony because there is nothing really greater in this life than to have those things. Money can't buy it. You can't earn it. It's a gift that's given to us. And as we accept Jesus and all that he is, then these are the things that he promises to bring into our lives. So I'm going to bring this to a close. Um, I've got one more portion of scripture that I want to read. But um, this is where Courtney didn't just allude to it, but... Uh, you know, we're in a season, we're in a Christmas like none I've ever experienced. And, uh, you know, there are some that would say COVID is greater than this holiday season. And COVID is stealing the joy. It's stealing the whole reason for the season. It's, it's, it's you know, it's interfering. It's, it's um, but you know what? The truth is nothing, nothing, nothing can diminish Christmas. Nothing. Nothing in your life. Um, COVID and all that it has brought into our lives, the restrictions, the regulations, and I understand there's the nece necessity to be careful and to do all of those things. But you know what? Through all of that, what I know and what I am confident in, and even in this season, Jesus is still the reason for the season, and no matter what is going on, I can have Christmas. My family can have Christmas. We can celebrate Christmas, and we can have an awesome Christmas because Jesus is the reason for Christmas. So this is what I want to read in closing. Again, it's taken out of Romans 8, and you're probably all familiar with this, but... Uh, it's an amazing four verses that conclude chapter 8. Who could ever separate us from the endless love of God's anointed one? Absolutely no one. For nothing in the universe has the power to diminish his love towards us. Troubles, pressures, and problems are unable to come between us and heaven's love. What about persecutions, deprivations, dangers, and death threats? No, for they are all impotent 
compared to God's omnipotent love. Even though it is written, all day long we face death threats. For your sake, God, we are considered to be nothing more than sheep to be slaughtered. Yet even in the midst of all of these things, we triumph over them all. For God has made us to be more than conquerors. And His demonstrated love is our glorious victory over everything. And I guess I was wrong. I'm reading to verse 39, not 38. <laughs> so now I live with the confidence that there is nothing in the universe with the power to separate me from God's love. I am convinced that His love will triumph over death, life's troubles, fallen angels, or dark rulers in the heavens. There is nothing in our present or future circumstances that can weaken His love. There is no power above us or beneath us, no power that could ever be found in the universe that can distance us from God's passionate love, which is lavished upon us through our Lord Jesus Christ, the Anointed One. So, you have no reason not to celebrate Christmas because God has promised us that this Christmas and every Christmas, and not just Christmas Day, December 25th, but every day of our lives, we can have the assurance that nothing will separate us from His love. So it doesn't matter what we're going through. It doesn't matter what our world looks like. We're not moved by what we see. We're moved by what God says. And so I love the fact that no power could ever be found in the universe that can distance us from God's passionate love. God loves you passionately today. He loves you passionately in this Christmas season. And my prayer for you is that God will reveal this passionate love to you in a greater measure, in a new and a fresh way, and you will experience Him like you never have before. And that this will be the best Christmas you've ever had. The God who makes a way where there seems to be no way, that He will cause this to be the best Christmas that you've ever had. You and your family. So I bless you. In Jesus' name, and from all of us here at Embassy Church, I know we're having a Christmas service, but I will say it today. We just pray that you have a blessed and a prosperous Christmas. Um, our hopes are filled with hope and anticipation of what God is doing and is going to do. And we know that uh, it's a great thing that He is doing. So we love you, and uh, we know believe that this will be the, your best Christmas ever. Amen. For more information about Embassy Church, visit our website at embassychurch.ca.